It has all been built for this moment. Three seasons of the genius, one season of crime scene. I have run four games of the Garnet Wager for Alan, Six, and late joiner Nick. Now it's time to watch the last season of the genius and play another season of games. And this one is for all the Garnets. Welcome back. This is the Garnet Wager. Begin. Friends and folks, and welcome back to The Garnet Wager, the show about South Korean reality game shows and the lives they touch. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Al Nibirim from Chats and Scanline Media. And I'm alluded to. You're Nick from hell. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Satanson. Uh, well... Alan, Nick, uh, we uh. watched season four, episode five of the Genius, Loyalists and Rebels. Loyalists, Emma hasn't said that one. Or loyalists. Oh man, you tried. You looked. Oh yeah, I always look. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta know if I have to give stuff to the to the the cager. But no, like the cager. I mean, yeah. Did oh, she shit. say rebels? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But you have to say the whole thing. I got. Oh, uh, oh wow. it can be in pieces, but you have to say the whole thing. Uh, wow, uh, Night Stalker is trending on Twitter. Really? Uh-huh. It must be the film, right? Uh, yes, it's the film about the uh, Dota 2 hero. That's right, Night Stalker. Perfect. Stalking. Night Stalker. I pray, as, as I ever I get my hands on that bird. Oh my god! <laughs> That's my best Night Stalker. Who, that was, who good. was that? That was Holy Night Stalker. Shit. That was my best. Whoever Night Stalker. that was. No, I mean like great. what person? Night Stalker. That was amazing. <laughs> I know. A small. Yeah, I've listened to small night <laughs> to stalk. Uh, Six has to practice these. You just you got too much of a talent. No, I just no, I just hear things just too sick. much. Yeah. <laughs> I just hear too I much. I love winning. <laughs> Whoa. That was a new uh, that wasn't even high enough. Yeah. So, uh hello everyone. Uh sorry about that. The the mm-hmm. 2 minutes there of just gibberish. Uh we're here to talk about the genius. The genius. We are Loyalists it's... and Rebels. The uh the episode that made Nick declare that the previous two episodes were complete trash garbage shit fires in comparison that he was in, embarrassed in the first to have like 15 minutes. Yeah. The first Nick usually watches of the this. episodes before we do, and we can kind of get a gauge for how good the episode is based on his hype. And he was like, yep, this is, yep, three minutes in, better than everything else we've seen. Amazing, incredible. Nick has also only seen this season of The Genius, don't you forget. <laughs> but <laughs> he loved it. You loved it. Oh, I did. I mean, at the end, I, most importantly, I put in the Kermit the Frog, like, flan- flowing around gif 
And that describes uh, my watching experience of season episode five. Of season four. Of the genius. Of, season four. of the genius. And this is the Garner Major. So before we talk too much about your thoughts, in general, it sounds like we, but we all enjoyed this one. Um, I am going to do our usual breakdown. Uh, the cold open, I didn't have anything specific for that. It wasn't too major. It was mostly just recap, honestly, mm-hmm. um, which is all right. I, I enjoy a good recap, but uh, I think when they were talking about Kyung Hoon early on and how <laughs> ruthless he is, he uh, kind of puts the Joker mask on and says, I got rid of Song Min Kyung, didn't I? And they're like, wait, <laughs> is he dead? <laughs> Did you kill Song Min? Finally, Kyung Hoon getting the respect he deserves. Everyone's afraid of him now. He's the king killer. Jono's like, get away from me, dude. <laughs> I don't want to be with you. Yeah, the, the the final shot is have no mercy as him and Jono are like arm fighting. <laughs> it's weird. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, Dong is immediately weird at the beginning. He's doing like salutes at the bandage man trying to be funny. Uh, and they introduce the game loyalists and rebels, uh, which basically places uh, three rebels against everybody else as loyalists. Uh, and there are two boards with a bunch of numbers on them. This is me. I, I love attempting to improv the rules of the game. This is one of my favorite <laughs> things about our podcast. Not improv, but like remember it off the uh, top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Okay, so there's two There's two columns, and you pick numbers. Based on four numbers that are given to you, you get four digits. Mm-hmm. And if you are co- if any column exceeds a 1,000, a well, value here, of 1,000. I, I think I remember them very clearly because this is what made me so excited. Yeah, they're cool. They're this, very like, interesting rules. What a game, right? So there are 30 total slots. They're split yep. into two rows. And the whole thing is like, okay, everyone will go take a turn. They'll be given four numbers, four digits every turn. And they can put them into you know whatever order they want. But there's a few rules. Like you can't uh, increase the number of digits by more than one in any given turn. And basically the loyal, the people who draw the loyalist cards win if they fill up all 30 slots without going over 1,000. And a win condition for the rebels is that they do go over a thousand. If they do go over a thousand, however, there will be one final round of this thing where every round after everyone puts a number in, uh, they elect a king who selects two people to be put in jail who will not put in numbers the next time. And so if the rebels went over, if, if they go over a thousand in, in any given one, that usually means that the loyalists lose, but they have a, an extra chance to win because they'll elect one final king who puts two people in jail. And if they get two rebels in jail, then the loyalists all win. Oh, so here's a fun and, fact. But oh, sorry, either way, the final king gets a token of life, an immunity token. So this game mm-hmm. is uh, it's, it's loyalists and rebels. It's yeah. also just called Resistance. It is just Resistance. It is the oh, board game Resistance. Really? And yes. I mean, like, they yeah. change it, you know, like, they change it in ways that would, like, not violate copyright, but it's just Resistance. <laughs> huh. It seemed too complicated to be completely original. I was like, this has to have existed yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's you know, it's it's very much that. It's, you know, like, the, the like, you know, spies and, uh, and, and, resistance members not loyalists and the spies know each other and they can subvert missions and there's a there's a leader every round and yeah it's it's the same thing well yeah and that's right so the loyalists don't know who the rebels are but the rebels know who they are Mm -hmm. and there was like what five or six loyalists three rebels or something yeah something like that yeah and so then you you know as you put numbers up 
in theory, you don't know which numbers you'll be given when you go into the dealer room. In theory. In theory. And so you could say, oh, I'm sorry, guys. All they had was 99.99, so I had to go up a digit. In theory. Mm-hmm. But, However. But there's a twist. There's a couple of twists. This is a very... Yeah. I think I think definitely, Nick, something that I enjoyed was how twisty it was. That it oh was not God. only the reveal that... I mean, you can just say it. Hopefully people either watch the episode or come to us for the summary... Uh, the numbers being given to them are the digits of are the first hundred digits of pi. Um, yeah. So three point one four one five, all of that in order. Nine. So they realize it so quickly to the point where I really wish we had like <laughs> some sort of like uh, not developer commentary, but like writer's commentary where you just have someone being like, "Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Wait, what? The what? Fuck, <laughs> I mean, That's we not fair. What she just said. But the craziest part was, or maybe it's not. She's just she's such a uh, she flies under the radar. Um, they joke before they the first person goes in the room, like, oh, maybe we can find a pattern. Like, oh, maybe it'll be pi. If the yeah, first they literally 14, say, wouldn't 15, it be funny be if it was pi? And then they come out and like, oh, yeah, my first my numbers are 1415. And then Young Moon's like, oh, yeah, I know the first 100 digits of pi. I memorized them for fun. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Out of all these people, Jung Moon's just going to pull 100 digits of pi out of her back pocket? And this yeah, leads to a special award. Uh, Jung Moon, for all her brilliance, wins LVP, least valuable player. <laughs> yeah. Because we will she had, absolutely fucking get to that. We, she had every opportunity. <laughs> she had every opportunity. <laughs> we were, you Tyra Banks voice. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> you were the chosen one. <laughs> Oh my God! I will. I will return to this. I, you were fuck, supposed to destroy the loyalists, Moon. not join their ranks. <laughs> oh my fucking yeah! She immediately is just like, okay, sure. Here, I'll start writing them down for everybody. And it's like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? The whole time well, she's and, doing and, that, I'm at, like, at you. That, <laughs> it's because it, okay. So at this point, we have already had the reveal or the the, the moment with Kyung with Detective Kyung Hoon, Sherlock Kyung Hoon. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who is uh, he? He has received the uh, BBC Sherlock opening theme song <laughs> as his music for this episode. As Fuck he gets copyright. all of his fucking like observations about various players, and he's you know he's he has like one or two that are that are off, but otherwise he's basically right about everything. Does he? Who who is he off? He, he's he's he goes after Yun Sung. He's not right about Yun Sung. Oh, okay. That's otherwise, true. He's I, right I, I blame Yun Sung on that one. Though. Well, yeah. That's just. I mean, the thing that the thing that you have to consider is that. Some people will be acting out of character because it's a game where they can't trust people and so they'll be nervous. Yeah. But but he yeah. comes out off the bat like, I'm just going to watch what literally everybody does and I'm going to write everything down. And then he like presents evidence later like, guys, I come up, I came up with this, uh, this value, this matrix to explain. I know no everything cares. now. And he's like, I have three likely candidates. It's Jung Moon, it's Yu Hyun, and it's Yun Sung. And two of those are correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the I, I love that he's the worst detective ever, right? There's that scene where he's looking over uh, somebody's uh, shoulder while they're writing over Yu Yun's no, uh, notes, and then he he hides and he's like, he hid it. He must be lying. And it's like five minutes later, he's like, yeah, Yu Yun was totally the the rebel. Like, yeah. It's not because of his brilliance. It's just like he basically reveals himself after a certain point because it's safer and can protect the other two. Well, well the th- I mean. It's also because he was already under under suspicion, partially because of mm-hmm. Kyung Hoon. I want to give yes. Kyung Hoon credit for this. Kyung Hoon, like, noted the thing he noticed, like, they, they spend the most time on the dumb thing, but the thing Kyung Hoon noticed is that Yu Hyun, uh, Kyung Ron, and someone else were all, like, gathered around talking about the digits, you know, in the 
chaos yeah. of oh let's all write down pi and Yu Hyun had like written something and flipped pages over and supposedly kept writing and then Kyung Hoon just casually goes behind him and notices that no he's just pretending to write he's just like thinking in his head he's flipping the page and then writing the same note again wait a minute he's not writing anything wait yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> there there are some funny moments that but right before we get there just because I liked uh, I thought there was a lot of like quiet little moments here in this episode um I think Kyung Hoon touches Jung Woon's cheeks at one point, being like, listen, trust me. And I got like, this is stupid. I got like COVID anxiety. <laughs> I was like, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> I didn't get COVID anxiety, but I did get a, hey, you can't just touch a person, especially like a woman without their permission. You can't just do that. And she literally says like, I, you're, I mean, we're on TV. I'm wearing makeup. What are you doing? <laughs> you can't ruin the, the, the visage. Um, and then. The the traitorous king himself, Jun Suk, is like, you know, if one if the rebels all betray each other, then at least one of them guarantees to win, right? And they're like, you're such a cop, you're such a like, if yeah, just one of you tells the loyalists who you are, then you'll be safe, and then I'll, we'll encourage all the rebels to do that, and then they'll all lie to each other. It'll be great. Uh, and and the Kyung Hoon's like, wow, that's brilliant. And then he's like, yeah, but they could just lie, right? And Kyung Hoon's like, that's brilliant. That's, like, that's brilliant. <laughs> Kyung Hoon, <laughs> sweetie. <laughs> Come on, he's doing his best. Um, yeah. I also enjoyed uh, Dongmin suggesting that everybody just stay around the, the catering table for yeah. the whole game. He's like, if we don't move, nobody can go and be secretive and lie. And then they're like, no. <laughs> the points for eating this game yeah. must have been oh, outrageous yeah. because they were that high. was like literally. I was like, you know, Dongmin's like, nobody fucking move. Everyone stay at this goddamn right, table, right. and we'll time. be fine. <laughs> Jinho got a total of 20 points for eating. <laughs> for eating? <laughs> King. Wow, he was just snacking on points this week. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> my sweet, my sweet gamer boy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't end up doing that. And then there's a part in the subtitles that I was curious if you guys picked up on where, where Jinho like says what I think, or not, somebody says what I thought was a cuss word. It's like bl- starred out in the subtitles. No, that's that's his mouth is full. Plus the fact that he is 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 prone to like like stammering and misspeaking his words. It's I I can't remember, but in the moment, it's pretty clear what he's trying to say, yeah. which is just like you know like what if we do this? But he just like totally like trips over his words, and so they just do that to represent that basically what he said was oh garbled hunt gibberish. Yeah, well, because then somebody I think of course is most likely Dogman because he always likes to tease people. He's like, what'd you say? Huh? Like <laughs> group basically like group chat name changed to stuttering. Like <laughs> the way they make fun yep. of Jodo Stutter is not not my favorite thing, but it's I know it's in it's in good fun. Um and I think Kyung Hoon figure thinks he figures out very early on. He's like, I, if it's these two people and these are the rebels, then I'm Sherlock. And I wrote into my notes, so he they're not. They're wrong because <laughs> this isn't a show where Kyung Hoon <laughs> wins. Um but he had some good guesses. Oh, in there. oh, oh contraire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it will be. Uh, I enjoy Jung Moon in her mind palace, just like scribbling the numbers for Pi. But again, (laughs) if you wanted a resource girl, don't write the correct numbers down. Write fake numbers down. Just start, start, you know, you have already made the excuse of, I'm not sure how well I remember these. Get to a point where you just make, like, like be like, make tactical changes so that, Mm -hmm. like, like when, you know, like when fucking Jun Seok goes in. Give him yeah. the wrong numbers, and then he's like, "That's not the numbers that they showed." And they're like, "He's lying." It's it's. She had everything. Yeah, and she did it, nothing. Nothing. 
I, it's hmm. it's infuriating how badly she handled this because she is genuinely smart. I just think she's like she got caught up in the momentum of everybody else's idea and didn't do her own thinking. She made get, one joke of, "Oh, you guys should make me the final king so I get the automatic, you know, uh, token, of, token life. of life." Ha ha! It's and like, that yeah. doomed her. Well, that doomed her because yeah. Dongmin's like. If you were on the winning team, you wouldn't care about that. Therefore, you're a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Thank you. Um, there was a couple uh, fun dealer moments in this episode. I always like to point those out. Uh, Dogman early on attempts oh, yes, to make he ama- attempts to make dealer Hong giggle and succeeds. <laughs> it's, inc- it's amazing. This is the first ever like canon, you know, dealer Hong crack, right? I, I mean, we, so. we got the season. behind this. We got we got a behind the scenes Canon, one. And yeah. I think we have we think we have in in his in his previous season. But yes, in this okay, season, absolutely. Okay. She, he like I love, makes I love their blossoming relationship. Yes. Yeah, they're gonna be best friends soon. And then the one that was really <laughs> funny to me. Yeah. Because the way he gets her to crack is he goes in and it's like <laughs> it's, it's time for you to pick, way. and he's like, but I have to. I have to pee. It's such a simple, <laughs> dumb she joke. Just, and she just, like, like just drops her head to the table to try and hide her laughter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what is wrong with you? It, that's all it took. Sometimes it's the dumbest jokes that would, like, he's go got, He's tried all his tactics, and now he's got to reach into a different bag. Yeah. Now he's Avatar the Last Airbender. <laughs> like, I have to pee. <laughs> um, but, no, the best dealer moment in this episode was uh, Dongmin gets declared the first king. Which they determine later is like a useful but not really crucial role to have, um, mm. because you can obviously change the effects of the first king, but also they they cancel out two people's votes. Um, and so he's talking to who we learned today is named uh, Dealer Byungmoon, uh, and he's like, "I am the king. Byung-moon. Bow down to me." And then uh, Kyunggran's like, "Wait, stop! <laughs> no, he work- He's been working hard since season one. Don't be mean to him. He works for the show. <laughs> he he's gets like, his oh, own no, little spotlight." I was doing a skit. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see him, like, straighten up, like, proud. Like, yeah. yes, I have been working hard. <laughs> they put his name on screen. He gets his own little... Yeah. And it like, says, oh, it says, Dealer Byungmoon, working hard. <laughs> season one. Yeah. <laughs> that's his Yakuza intro card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I think Kyung-hoon went... Because uh, you have uh, two people in the in the prison... And he like gives them rations, which I think counts for a, a food moment. Yeah, Jino and Kyungran are kind of arbitrarily selected to be in there the first time. Mm-hmm. Except for we refi- find out later, not arbitrarily. At least, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, Yuhyun is just like, yes, I'm a rebel. That's why I'm doing this. And then later he to the to the confessional, he's like, it's because if I if I reveal myself, then they don't know anything about the other two, so I don't care anymore. He just like and the way they were going, like. Because they figured out all the numbers, they were going up by the minimum amount every round, mm-hmm. right, yeah. every uh, every turn in the first round. He's like, I I have to throw a wrench in these works for us to have yeah. any sort of chance. I uh, think that was a good move too. Totally, I agree. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I you, I you, thought they could have waited for more chaos to develop because the first time, like Dongmin, almost basically kept everybody around that buffet table. Yeah, but like. You could have said, oh, I don't know, maybe, you know, things will get more chaotic and then the rebels will band together later. But, I mean, there's like four rounds max, right? So after the first one, I think it's it's a totally okay move by him. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me, Jungwoon was not, was a loyalist by the end of this game or no? No, she was a rebel. 
Okay. The, there's a moment. I just wanted to confirm this because that's why I thought. That's what I wrote in my notes, and I was like confused. She gives like a devilish smile, and then says the line, "What's so important about being the king in round one? It's only the final king that really matters." And I was like, "Holy fuck!" She just became like a Game of Thrones villain. <laughs> like it's, and it's it's once again the game's mechanics becoming symbolic, where it's like it's only the person who wins that matters. It doesn't matter who's king on the way to the final throne. Like, holy god. But it's also a really, like, it's a good line out of context, but in context, it's completely impotent. It's said by a person (laughs) who has completely given away their hand and has no leverage and no power. Yeah. It's a very small brain way of, like, a lot has to happen to get to the situation where you go over a thousand and then are going to elect a king. Right, right. The second king, yeah. It's not just, like, the first king is completely worth, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. And then I believe it's uh, Yun Sung who's or who's king number two. A uh, Dongmin's king, I think. Every uh, it's almost a uh, Jin no, Ho's they, king. They do. Oh, you're right. <laughs> they Jin make Ho, a puppet king in Yun Sung. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, who then just kind of hangs out in jail with uh, Yu Hyun <laughs> and just apologizes. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, sorry guys, I, that's what they decided. I'm just like, they put me on the throne. I sort of thought this was unlikely because of booking, but there was a moment when the when B uh, column B did exceed. A Roby exceeded 1,000, and mm-hmm. Dongwen came out, and I was like, was Dongwen the rebel, and we're all being played for fucking fools right now? I was waiting for something like that. I was hoping Because he's so confidently like, like, yeah, I'll be king. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I'll be king. And I kept thinking that was going to be it. That was going to be the turn. Mm-hmm. Sometime, um, like, I'm I'm ready for someone to depo- depose of Dongmin as, like, literally king of every game. Mm-hmm. Right? No, he's going to win the whole season, Nick. You know that. <laughs> Impossible. Um, no, I, 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 th- I think it, I think my theory, honestly, uh-huh. is that the numbers are going to get whittled down low enough that he's at some point going to have to rely on Kyung Hoon, and then he'll die. <laughs> yes. Oh God! <laughs> and then Kyung Hoon will ascend to the throne. Exactly. If Kyung Hoon, it'll okay. be glorious. Listen, have I you ever to... seen The Lion oh, oh, King? Alan is about to say something amazing. I, I was going to sure say, return. if Kyung Hoon wins, I will be the happiest person alive. Even though I want Dong Min to win for fantasy reasons, I think Kyung Hoon <laughs> winning would be the most god tier play of all time. Yeah. Of, the, okay. of all the genius. I'm just thinking about the scene from The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Mufasa's hanging from the cliff. Long live <laughs> the king. Scar- Long live <laughs> the king. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. Absolutely. Our king, Dong Min, attempts to vote for himself. Um, at some point when they're voting for King, he's like, I told everyone to vote for me. Can I vote for me? And then, uh, dealer Hong is like, no, you can't vote for yourself. And he's like, okay. does the president vote for someone else then? Um, which I was thinking like, if he, this is my one counter to my own point that if he was betraying everyone and trying to be King, we're still at the point where there's enough players that you don't want to be a scumbag like that just yet. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not advantageous to you. Like the fact that, uh, spoilers, Jug Moon survives this episode as yeah. like, okay, some people are going to be aware that she's not the best at keeping secrets <laughs> and may not entrust her with secrets down the line. That's something to keep in mind. Because mm-hmm. the show never talks about the meta aspect of that, but it's always there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's like, okay, this is when the breakdown happens. So Kyungran is in jail and she is begging, begging, begging <laughs> everybody to let her out. Literally, like some of the best acting. <laughs> She's like going to Hyungmin like, please, you know me. I like you. We like each other. We work hard together. You know, I would never lie to you. I'm not a rebel. Please, if you let, if you don't let me out, we're going. We are going to lose. She knows the words and knows how to say them. Yeah. And, and, but, she's, and that's round three. And then like, nope, just stay in, just stay in jail. <laughs> yeah. It felt like it was going to be some, I don't know, 
some weird commentary of like you have to trust people because everyone is like ah uh, she might be right but we're not gonna vote for because we already decided on this um and then she is in fact extremely lying <laughs> that's honestly such a that's such a good moment you talk about that meta layer and there's yeah. a moment right before it's revealed whether or not Kyungran actually is a rebel mm-hmm. where they have a confessional with Dongmin and Dongmin says like it doesn't matter if she is or not I mean like obviously I'd like to yeah. win but I said I would pick Jung Moon and even if that brings down this group I have to do it you know sort of and it's implied like for the sake of future games right for himself yeah mm-hmm but and it, the, it starts, the way it, they, yeah, the way they get here is, I was surprised the turn they took because you know they know Hyun is a rebel, yeah, and then they're sitting in the room round three and they're like, well, that means if Kyung Ran and Hyun are a rebel, there must be one more among us. And Dongmin's looking around and says, so what about it, Jung Moon? And she doesn't even try <laughs> to pretend like she's not. Well, I mean, you know, at that point, if you're not a person with a great poker face, at that point, it feels like you're just got. Feels like you've been made. But, like, she's got enough of a poker face to be on the genius. Mm-hmm. She it's... did. She literally didn't try. <laughs> it was, well, it, I don't know. Th- this no. was where I got really disappointed in, in, in her. I was really, just... like, there was a point where I was really galaxy-braining, right? Yeah. And I was like, the reveal is going to be that actually Yu Hyun was not a rebel and was <laughs> oh, paid, yeah. like, seven garnets by someone yes. to do the sacrifice play. Um, and, like, I still liked this episode, but I do think it's a bummer that the rebels never really got started. Yeah. Yeah, and I, like... I don't know. I blame Jung Moon. <laughs> I feel like yeah. even though like one was revealed and it's supposed to quote unquote revealed, I was waiting for a galaxy brain too. Mm-hmm. Like there's still te- like two very unknowns. I mean, this is honestly, it's, you know, since this is just resistance, there is a classic resistance strategy called loud spy, quiet spy. Mm-hmm. It is exactly mm-hmm. what it sounds like. It would have been really easy. Like, I don't know if it would have worked right i don't know if it would have won the game but yu hyun going loud is not a problem yeah it's the person who goes quiet it's an opportunity yeah Mm -hmm. it's just a a way they'll play the game from then Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. but i i don't know man and that kyung ron initial guess it was you know based on oh i saw some body language and stuff like that and she was writing numbers down instead of trying to work with other people Mm Something I oh. found a little frustrating is that it, it almost it seems as if maybe this is galaxy braining. Like they were setting up the Kyungran Jung Moon stuff so that we get this final moment where they're both back and forth pleading to Dongmin, like basically <laughs> two devils on his shoulder being yeah. and like Jung Moon when he's about to pick is like whispering to him, which kind of like oh, fucked it's me up. I was like so good. It's very intense and I got so invested. Yeah, I was like she's she's just like, You promised. You promised. <laughs> it was like oh, Dongmin. Yeah. You promised it, don't. <laughs> it's so, like, it is like Game of Thrones, like medieval. It's like, oh, you've got, like, your your good friend, and then you have the, like, deceitful, like... <laughs> you're, like, you're starting to thing. develop... This is starting... Like, listen, Jung Moon played this badly, beings, yes. but you are starting to turn this into some weird thing with Jung Moon that I don't know about, Nicholas. But it was this, that character, the eyes of, like, oh, you can't can't betray me yeah. she was playing no as hard she was playing at the end as the hand she 
dealt herself as hard as she could. Sure. And I was like, I don't know, maybe Dongmin will. And it borders like, to me, um, it borders to me on, on, like, I understand why some people, when we tell them we sh- you should watch The Genius, it's more exciting and less uh, petty than other reality mm-hmm. shows. Uh, that they're like, oh, I don't like watching people betray each other. It's the same reason people, some people just don't want to play Among Us because they're like, I don't like lying <laughs> to my friends. Totally valid. Um, yeah. But I think what always works about the genius is that they know when to back out of that. Literally, mm-hmm. as soon as that decision is made, Kyungran's like, sorry. <laughs> She's like, yes. I just did this impassioned plea for like 20, 25 minutes of this episode, and I was lying to you. Sorry. Didn't, didn't no harm done. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> You're playing the game. But what's, but what's not fine is Kyungran versus Jung Moon. I, I yeah. can't wait to see the cold open next episode. You think, yeah. The, I mean, they're not going to make each other. I think. I think the way they do it, I mean, they have to send them in separately, right? Yeah. And the question is, do they send in Jungmoon first and have her being like, I'm so scared about Kyungran getting here? <laughs> or do yeah. they have Kyungran getting in here and they're like, it's really weird. The producer just gave me this knife and this whetstone and told just me, what are we just sharpening it? <laughs> and she said, do I, what you will. Do, yeah. <laughs> they have to do something to break the ice because it was serious. Yeah. Like, Kyungran's like, fuck you i mean <laughs> they, yeah and, you know, wouldn't look at her yeah i i get it right like oh yeah mm-hmm. just like and and in classic kyungran fashion you know she was she was like as tactful as she can be about it but being like it is very frustrating that someone sold us up the river without even trying is basically what yeah. she says yeah jungmoon's yeah. <laughs> like wouldn't look at kyungran just like said really you know quietly sorry like very genuine sorry of uh, in terms of like she obviously feels i guess shitty or whatever and kyungran just being like more mature like yeah, yeah okay. well and i mean that's the kind of like i mean i guess in a i guess it's better than not saying sorry but it's mm-hmm. like you knew what you were doing and you did it at this point a sorry just means like I'm saying this because I feel bad. It doesn't clearly doesn't yeah. affect any decisions you've made. So exactly, it's piss not off. like it's not apologetic, <laughs> right? It's a uh, yes, I did this for my own, for myself. It's not you know, it's not the Jung Moon betrayed the you know Kyung Ron or like you know Jung Moon's the reason Kyung Ron's going to the the death match. It's yeah. that Jung Moon like didn't even let their team try. Like, there was three of them, so Kyungran just got picked to, you know, go in because she was trying to play the game earlier <laughs> by, like, scribbling down notes. Jungmoon, like, didn't even play the game. She, like, was offered an opportunity by Dongmin and John Suk, like, yeah, just fucking one of you guys betray, and well, that's what we'll do. And she took that opportunity for just herself instead of trying to, mm-hmm. to help anyone else. She kind of does the play, the aforementioned play from Junsuk, where he's like, if one of us, if all of us betray the, re- yep. the the other rebels, then we'll do fine. And she's the only one who did that. And the rest of them are like, wait, no, we weren't. That's not a good plan, actually. <laughs> what are you, what's your play here? And they were really worried that she was actually playing them, which, yeah. which yeah. would have been a great play. But no, it was literally her just trying to survive. And mm-hmm. everyone will absolutely remember that. Oh yeah, the the meta stuff is gonna be weird there. Um, yeah. I I am also really curious to see how they how they react to that next week or how they talk about it in the cold <laughs> open. Um, I, if Jung Moon is the new Kyung Hoon, that would be hilarious. <laughs> like, nope, <laughs> Kyung Hoon's in the in group now, and then Jung Moon all off on her own. She's yeah. not the sort to embrace that title though, right? Like Kyung Hoon got to yeah. where he is because like no, now he put now on he's... the clown makeup. Right, and so now, now it's like he is—he is an accepted member of the group, right? He is—he is a bit of a black sheep, but he's still a sheep, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's still yeah. part of the group. Um, 
And sometimes people are like, oh, I don't know. You're kind of you're kind of wacky. I don't know if we can trust you. But like they're, they're talking to him at this point because he just he just went for it. Whereas Jung Moon, like. I don't know if I was if I was there, I would just not trust Jung Moon with anything, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you. Like, I'm sure she's done something, but she's really just been a follower, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I'm sure she's done something, but I couldn't tell you anything she's done. I mean, like, she knew all in, those in numbers. Game. Like, I think those numbers of pie thing is very representative mm-hmm. of of her skill. Like, she's back a medicine in, student. Right. Like, there's... um, I remember back in her season, it was like she didn't do that much, right? She had mm-hmm. a few mm-hmm. moves that I thought were all right, but mostly not not really that much. Um, but then she came back for like, you know, the grand finale because uh, Nick, if you're not aware of how the grand finale works, it's that all the, the eliminated players come back and basically pick a side and help you out. Oh, and it's fucking and cool. Jung Moon was the fucking MVP because there was just a bunch of math <laughs> games where she just owned it. It was like mm. she had a big influence on the outcome of that season because the last stretch she was there and she was just a fucking calculator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well said. Um, and it, it was it was very impressive. But I think she is the sort of person who uh, has trouble taking independent action and uh. caves quickly to peer pressure. And because mm-hmm. of that, she just she suffers so much in the social aspect of this game. I guess I just relate. Is <laughs> the problem? <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Uh, I don't. I think if we see, I didn't watch. You know, of course, her death match when she got eliminated the other season. But mm-hmm. I feel like depending on the game, you could really see her weakness there if, right. if it's not a good game for her and speaking of uh kyungron's tact and civility oh, uh, oh. when she gets sent to the deathmatch her only comment is i'm happy to do the deathmatch against you hyun i have no negative feeling towards him so i can be fully focused we which both like tried to play <laughs> yes yes exactly um is a very nice thing to say in the moment, but also if you're really thinking about like maybe she's a little bit bitter towards Jung Moon, her being like, "I'd rather I'm good, I'm glad to do go against him and not somebody that I have, I have That'd a negative be upset at, towards. I think, or angry at." Is mm-hmm. really yeah. So who could she be talking about? Who could say? <laughs> but no, she is sent to the DM to play uh, a game with uh, our boy Hyun. Hyun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but before we get to that, it's time to talk about homework. Homework, interesting. You Me? doing that thing you do. Thank you, Nick. You had that ready. I didn't actually. I had to furiously type it into Spotify. Oh, okay. Such Jimmy, a, he's engaged. Congratulations, Jimmy. Oh, Congratulations. oh, oof. Actually, mm. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because then he wasn't engaged, and then it was a whole thing, and then it, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> it's the end now. of the movie. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is the movie. Yes, the we third watched. Act of... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, we watched the Tom Hanks directed <laughs> that and thing written. you do. Uh, Based on is, the Beatles, no. Uh, it is a 1996 comedy film about the rise and fall of a one-hit wonder band that is going to be the next Beatles, except for then they're not. Yes. Uh, I I know Liv Tyler, but otherwise I don't think I knew any of these other actors. I'm not a big actor person. I think this movie benefits from that, kind of. Uh, yeah. Because what happens is your main cast is all people I haven't heard of, except Liv Tyler, and then every side character, I'm like, wait, that's that guy. Oh, what? That's Giovanni Rubisi. <laughs> wait, <laughs> that's Charlize Theron. Um, 
but yeah, the main cast is 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 some to us at least relative unknowns. Uh, Nick, you picked this movie. Well, can you can you explain to the kids what the origin story is? Why you picked this? Uh, well, I was doing something maybe two homeworks ago. I yeah. picked uh, a movie, and then six Sounds was like, "Oh, I thought you were gonna pick uh, fucking that thing you do or something," because I think we've been talking about it on Bottle Crow occasionally. And then, uh, yeah, for this last time, it was like six. Can you remind me? I think was it online? It was on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can again. You unfortunately do have to listen to Bottle Crow Reborn to fully understand no, the lore of the Garnet Wager. But well, you know, some t- you don't. I mean, if you want the full lore, yes, but also, you know, it's it's as they say in uh, in Powered by the Apocalypse games, draw maps, leave blanks. Sometimes the questions that aren't answered just sort of add to the character of mm-hmm. the ones that are. Mm-hmm. So it's okay like, not to know everything. Like why I lost points this week. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> great, great, lovely, Alan, love these blanks. Alan, you had not seen this. I think Six and I have seen it before. Yeah. That? That's yeah. correct. That's okay. correct. But it's um, been a while for me. I have never seen it. I've... I, I've obviously heard the song. The song was like a big success in real life. Mm-hmm. It's written by the main, the guy who just passed away from COVID-19 earlier in 2020, uh, lead singer of uh, the band Fountains yeah, of Wayne, Stacy's mom. Right, right, right. The, the lead singer of Stacey's mom wrote this, uh, wrote this song. Um, and it's a good song. Uh, and Solid. I think what I liked about this movie was it, it is a nice period piece. Like it, it captures the 60s in a way that's really enchanting because people talk like people in this. They don't talk like, uh, you know, I was saying to Nick when we were watching this, because we watched this one live uh, uh, one evening, it doesn't sound like Back to the Future 1960s. It sounds like <laughs> what maybe people actually just talked like in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Everyone's using slang, but not annoyingly. They're not talking like actors. They're talking like very realistic, very... Um, you know, like believable and normal, normal people, um, which which really like buys you into the whole story of this band going from like a small town to uh, to like a, this big success. How quickly that happens! Um, but there's a lot of movies from this time that are like this, where it's just oh, it's a time and place, and it's characters, and they go through ups and downs, and it's an adventure. You know, that's like a big thing in the '90s. And <laughs> something we didn't realize when you put it on was the version <laughs> that you got was the director's cut of this film. Um, which is two and a half like, hours long. Yeah, <laughs> it's like an hour longer. It's it's a thick, and I honestly, maybe we can have this conversation. I think I like the the director's cut uh, version. I like I, the additions. Yeah, I agree. I like. I didn't feel like it was that long. Obviously, you and I jokingly were like, "Are we still in this?" You know, montage X Y Z. Yeah, in certain sections, but yeah, I thought it was good. I, so like it. The pacing was still good in the director's cut. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, so I watched, I watched the last little bit with y'all, and then I had to watch the rest, the the, the movie, <laughs> basically again, but sort of <laughs> on my own time. I did not watch the director's cut, and I'm here to say the reason you felt like it didn't take that long is because you were chatting with each other and having a good time. The director's <laughs> cut is fucking eternal. Yeah, it's. I understand that because it's not just the added scenes. The added scenes are almost all entertaining and, and characterful. But it's the extended scenes, the scenes that are, are like, you know, two minutes long that are drawn out to five, six minutes. Those are the ones that are brutal, I imagine. Mm-hmm. I had never seen it, so I didn't notice where that was happening. But there are moments, like yeah, like Nick is saying, where I'm like, this just feels like we've been here for a while. Or like, why are we... The one I kept thinking of was uh, when the main guy uh, is at the hotel and he's drunk. And then he yeah. runs into, like, Tom Hanks and the guy who's supposed to be secretly Tom Hanks' boyfriend. And it's this whole, like, gay subplot. 
and he's just like, all right, take care of yourself, and you're going to get back to the back to work tomorrow. None, all of that can be cut. All of that. Like when you, <laughs> when uh, our friend, we were talking to our friend Kyrie, like the next day or something. She was like, yeah, that's why director's cuts exist because sometimes editors look at a movie, a scene, and they're like, you don't need this. This didn't advance anything. Why did yeah. you do this? But I think the extended stuff just adds to the, like I said, to the feeling of being there and watching the whole adventure happen, like. I don't know. I'm someone who likes the Star Wars prequels a good amount in some ways. I think they're very flawed, but they're really fascinating. Um, and like Attack of the Clones is also two and a half hours long, but it's an interesting two and a half hours. Sometimes you just want to be in the space. Sometimes you just want to be in with these 60s characters and watching them grow up together. You know, I found that very appealing. And I, again, maybe that's because I got to watch it with Nick, but I don't know. I, we, I, we could really probably tolerate it. the longer stuff for sure. But yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. You know, because uh, the actors were, you know, you were an unknown person going along with them and seeing all the big faces, right? Mm-hmm, They're from mm-hmm. little eerie PA and, you know, you're going on this journey with them. And like, uh, yeah, it's like we don't just, we don't get a lot of those 90s style do uh, in a place with some people doing a thing, adventure movies. So, see, you know, getting a little extra dose here, uh, you know, in 2020 probably didn't bother us, but I, I'm sure at the time probably it, it was a little more annoying to watch that extra hour of stuff and things it reminds me of a time when movies were just something you like like you know back in the in the 60s people (laughs) would watch and i wasn't alive in the 60s but you would watch a movie and that was like your afternoon to the cinema i'm gonna go see 2001 a space odyssey i'm gonna take a break an hour in go eat dinner and then come back for the second half of 2001 a space odyssey (laughs) like people just did that and that was because you because you know because of inflation, you know, movies cost a, a more significant percent of your budget. So getting to, like, hang out with these characters was just so fun. Like, I really liked their relationships. I felt like it was all very um, true to life and mm-hmm. and well-written. Um, and I, it didn't even and feel, well directed, like, dated. Like, yeah, no, like, it. there was nothing in it that felt dated, really. Tom Hanks was, like, a great director. It was just good competently made two and a half hours of watching these these kids he, he isn't annoyingly in the movie he only comes in like 45 minutes in to the director's <laughs> cut yeah um just hanging out being tom hanks and he's not like you know scenery chewing he's just in the in the film mm-hmm. um uh interestingly the the basically the movie happened because he had the idea for it and he went to the the studio and the studio was like, I don't know if we want to make this. And he's like, I'm a big star. You have to do what I say. And they're like, I guess we do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, you're right, Mr. Hanks. I think that especially worked after Philadelphia, which I believe he also worked on outside of just his. No, really. Yeah. I think he worked in some, some respect on it. Um, but yeah, I, it's such a weird thing. Like this movie just existed. I've seen a lot of movies like this. Um, this is the same era as like the Sandlot which is a movie I had not, I also hadn't seen until recently. So I, I just really was brought back to like a time of, of these like long plotting, but fun, just like hang out, watch a movie movies. You could, you could dig into the criticism of it. Um, but you can't tell me you don't get emotional, uh, when he discovers he can be a podcaster <laughs> at the end of this. <laughs> I really liked that moment. I hope that part, was all of that stuff in the, in the theatrical cut six where he interviews the guys and then gets the job in California. It's, I mean, like, you know, that that happens. It is much less developed. I out. see. Yeah. They show like 10, five minutes of the podcast. <laughs> it's not a podcast. It's an interview. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
It's a radio show. Yeah. yeah. Once once his career fails, he goes talks to Clint Howard. And Clint Howard's like, oh, you got to hang out with your favorite like uh, musician? And he's like, yeah. He's like, put a microphone in front of him and talk to him. He's like, we talked for three hours. And he's like, cool, kid. You're set for life. <laughs> <laughs> three hours of content. If I could podcast. Well, he does say, like, I'm going to make you an interviewer This because this was a good one. Not yeah. like this is the only one. But if I could just send people one three-hour podcast and they're like, cool, you have a job, I would be out of here guys no offense <laughs> what i would have left uh, I a while am ago. extremely offended okay I'm how can shattered. i unoffend you six um mm-hmm. well uh you could tell me what you think of uh the classic tom hanks movie apollo 13 Ooh. I, I definitely haven't seen it Super okay haven't. still what? still pissed at you okay <laughs> jesus what about apollo 18 six i've seen i got nothing man um i what it's a movie <laughs> I know it is. Is it a horror movie? It is, yeah. Okay. I know things. Not a particular I've movie. seen Gravity. I, I was really scared by Gravity. What about Apollo 69? <laughs> that exists. You know that exists. Jesus. Discord leave sound. <laughs> I'm Googling. Uh, oh, that's it's good a, for you. It's a song by, the, by Goblins from no. Mars. Apollo no. 69. <laughs> oh, my God. It is. Wow. It's a bummer. It's on Spotify, uh, Nick. You want to give us a little snippet? Okay. Well, I played a little bit on YouTube, and it's not good. Okay. Goblins from Mars. Yep. They've got a bunch of stuff here, and uh, top is Apollo 69. Okay. Okay. So we'll just have this on, on, uh, along as we uh, continue to talk. Then. Yeah. All right. I've seen... Um, What's the Tom Hanks movie I'm thinking of? I don't even know how to describe this. It sounds like the loading screen music for Beat Saber. <laughs> there you go. That is, there that is exactly how to describe it. Yeah, good work. Once I found it, I found it. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Oh, I thought you lost count. I heard like five, four, eight, seven. I'm like, wait. I heard that too. Okay, we're about to blast off. Apollo 69. All right, oh, we're good. No. We can stop oh it. We're good. No. We got what we wanted. <laughs> that, I mean, she it's on the like billboard. Emma. Is this like Emma's secret EDM career? <laughs> oh, Apollo, Apollo 69. 69. Or <laughs> Emma isn't Apollo. That. Emma isn't nice. that British. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I can't remember for the life of me what Tom Hanks movie I'm thinking of. Can you just name some popular Tom Hanks movies? Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Forrest Gump. Fuck. Thank you. Jeebus. What? How could you forget? I don't know. It's in the title. I d- what I was going to say was I don't like Forrest Gump. I like this a lot more than Forrest Gump. Mm. It's less ambitious, but it has a be- it has a better message. I lo- you know? I don't like uh, Forrest Gump very much either. No. It's it's Can't a frustrating film. It's also very it's kind of like meaner than people remember it. It's like mm-hmm. the shit with Jenny is like so shitty. Anyways, um Turner go- and Hooch. Go oh, I've always heard that was fun. I've never seen it. I've Me too. Really I've fun. never seen it. If you haven't seen that thing, you do. Maybe for your first time, watch the theatrical. If you're really yeah. into it, you watch a couple minutes of it, and you're like, I don't want this to end. Just th- switch to the extended and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Or if, if you got a pal to, to watch yeah. it with, you yeah. can stand the... Uh, yeah, make a movie night yeah. out of that thing you do. It's really fu- It's surprisingly fun. Mm-hmm. But that takes us back out of homework territory, back to... <gasps> the genius and into our death match we're playing indian poker between kyung ran and yushan oh man i can't like 
I loved Kyung Ra in this episode. She didn't really get to play the get, the main match, but oh, her deathmatch way... play is good. Oh. It's so good, and she. I was like, oh yeah, they ban poker every round, and Yuhyun's the poker player, so of course, fucking remove poker. She's like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> She's like, no, that's fine. If I lose in a poker, that's fine. I don't it's care. becoming a me. It's becoming a targeted meme at me specifically, where I'm like, "Please, can we please watch Gil Hop just once?" And immediately, <laughs> you like, "No Gil Hop," and I'm like, "Fuck, come on!" <laughs> anyway, it's gonna be the last game. I, I fucking no, guarantee. It. No, it's not. It's gonna be like like second or third to last. No one wants to play Monorail. Yeah, that too. Oh, that's true. <laughs> what, no, what is what is Monorail? That Monorail is, is like, like a like a train track creating game. Honestly, I think it sucks. Oh. <laughs> Jungran drops 12 Jangi in Monorail. J- J- uh, Yu Hyun drops same picture hunt. And then it's like, well, there's four. There's like three pokers left. It's probably going to be a poker. And then it's Indian poker, um, which I thought. And even the narration is like, Yu Hyun might have this in the bag. He is a professional poker player. <laughs> I know. Like, Kyungran just, I couldn't understand her. I mean, I guess, like, after being betrayed, she's like, you know what? That's fine. I'm going with Yu Hyun. We're going to play. Maybe we'll play poker. That sounds fun to me. I forgot how dope Indian poker is. This like gave me flashbacks oh. to previous times they've played it. It's so cool because basically for the listener, uh, it's poker, except you have one card and you can't see your own card. The other player can see your card, but they can't see their own because you hold it on your head. Um, and you have to bet or, or call or increase the bet or fold based on what you think the other person has based on their poker face. Um, it's very fun. I would love to play this in real life. And yeah. Uh, Yu Hyun seems to have it in the back because he, you think, you always think you go into a poker game and you're like, it's all about lying, right? It's all about the poker face. And uh, Kyung Ron received a lot of advice from Dongmin, basically being like, if you have the right set of cards, you can guarantee what he's going to say. Like if he if he is uh, has like a high number and he still bets low, you probably have you have probably have a ten. Um, Dongmin you know, earned a lot so of much respect for me for for coaching Kyung Ron. The way he did, like in in the uh, the upcoming episodes, he will be in my good graces to to begin with. The king, San, he, like, the king ran supreme. Yeah, like he like basically gave her the winning advice. Well, and I mm-hmm. think ultimately the thing to me the thing that 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 made this match happen the way it did is the last time in the previous season, Kyung Ron was eliminated by a game of Indian poker, and yeah. specifically the thing that really doomed her was that someone. Like, there's a specific rule where if you fold and you had a 10, you pay an extra tax for that. You pay an extra 10 tokens, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, like, pressured by big bets and kept folding. Um, and the match to me was over, like, I mean, I I felt like I knew what was going to happen. And, I you know, I could have easily been wrong. But it, it turned out I was right. The moment Yu Hyun was like, well, this happened last time, so it'll happen again. <laughs> It's like, no, she is the kind of person who will learn from those mistakes. The 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 fact that you assume she will do the exact thing that destroyed her last That's time downfall. is going to lose this for you. And it does. Uh, the Genius Season 4 has, has often reminded us that people can and sometimes don't learn from their mistakes. We've had people <laughs> lose because they, they made the same mistake twice. We've had people think they're going to fix their mistake and make it worse. And for yeah. once, it's just like, no, you understood exactly why you lost, and you didn't do that, and you fucking sweeped. You swept because of that. She um, played this so smart. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I kept, did she lose a hand? She I think lost, early like, on, one she loses one. Right? Uh, maybe yeah. she loses, like, one hand, yeah. Yeah. She she loses a couple at first, just, mostly just bad luck, but she's, you know, she's mm-hmm. mitigating her losses, only losing, like, one or two uh, tokens. Or she, like, folds after two or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But they keep the numbers. They keep the numbers pretty low. Mm-hmm. Like they keep the bets low so that nobody is just getting completely swept early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she starts taking it and taking it, and then uh, you remember. And I actually remembered this from the last. I don't know how my brain retained this, but you can count cards in Indian poker because it's <laughs> it's from the same deck. It's a it's a fifty two card deck, and if you're if you're Hyun, then you're an expert at counting it's a, it's a at 20 counting card deck. deck. I'm sorry, it's like 20. I was like that 52 yeah, sounds like a lot. Two sets of one to twenty of one to ten. Mm-hmm. So after a certain point, he goes, Cool, I have a three and seven chance of losing. And so <laughs> you, the listener, are, are you the viewer are like, okay, so he'll probably win. That's four out of seven. And then it just doesn't work out for him, and you're like, oh shit, sometimes the odds just work. Because mm-hmm. the last I, ca- the last I felt hand like is not. Kyungwon got some some good odds at the end. Yeah. yeah. At some point it is like with all gambling games, it's good mojo. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit of luck. <laughs> Uh, and the game was in her favor. Also, I think they played the Inception soundtrack at that part when he's like, it's a three and seven chance, and he flips it, and it's not. And it goes. <laughs> uh, I was like, please pay. Don't. Whatever. Chris, that soundtrack is overused in a lot of, of media. Um, also, always shout outs to the players watching and reacting to the game. They have so many funny reactions. It's <laughs> like, oh. He was hyped. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is really funny. This isn't the first time they've done this, but when. Uh, they they blur the cards on Indian Poker. Yeah. Because when yeah. they very first time they played Indian Poker, they didn't do that. Uh huh. And oh. if and you could like, you could if you were keen eyed be like, okay, I can tell who's gonna win this, and they would still shoot it like like, oh man, you don't know what's gonna happen. And it's like, no, I I, I saw, saw the side, I saw the <laughs> cards. I know what the I know what's happening. <laughs> yep. They really made sure that you can't see the cards on this, unless they absolutely want you to. You have to be there with, because that's that's how the gene, the mystique of the genius works, right? As soon as you can see something that the players can't, or you know something like who's what role that they're hiding, then it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they know when to show that stuff to you, and then yeah, uh, Kyung Ron defeats Yu Hyun in this death match, uh, and his closing statements are basically like, "I'm not really very emotion. I'm not like an emotive guy." I'm not very good at expressing it, but I'm really sad to be leaving you guys. I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, baby. You're not very good at expressing because A, masculinity, and B, because you're a poker player. He's That's, a little poker player. You're a poker player. <laughs> but his his last message is that he would like to see people get a little nasty. <laughs> Maybe a little Jaina nasty. <laughs> for the bottle, for Garnet Wager, I'm Casey Case. Oh. Hi, um, I love your top 40. That's, I love Shaggy uh, from Scooby-Doo. Jinkies. Uh, Zoinks? Zoinks. Both. Yes. Both. Um, Jinkies was Velma, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, my glasses. I hope Classic that, tagline. I hope that Jungwon's going to be okay next time. I, I, hope sh- I hope she's not, and I hope it's interesting. I mean, well, I, yeah, I, always I would be here for a redemptive story, but she's going to have to do some work to make me think that that's, that's I, the right thing. Yes. I, can, I mean, I considered try, trying to spend my garnets to just somehow destroy Jung Moon, but I, I've, uh, I've hedged my bets for now. Well, uh, that actually, since you mentioned garnets, perhaps we should talk about the scores. By the way, did either of you see the preview for next week? Yes. I did. Playing Garnet Thief, baby. It's, mm-hmm. all, it's a Garnet all match. Guys. I'm excited. I love a good Garnet match. But yeah, fantasy time. Okay, so we'll go alphabetical order with uh, the cager and the bandage man last because they're not as relevant to our game. Uh, Alan, you got 95 Hello. points. Bring you Yeet. up to a total of 214. 
Uh, you've got mm. two Garnets, and you also got a Gregnet this episode. Oh, for what? Wait, how does... Gregnets work Gregnet. by you get them when you have the player who had the highest fantasy score for an episode. In this instance, it was Dongmin. Yeah, man, my man. 61 points for Dongmin. He wow. did well. What was his big pointer in this? I mean, leading like the alliance that won the game. Oh, yeah. uh, good interaction with the dealer. <laughs> Plus 11 for emote. He went kind of... Ha- there, there was a lot of emo text this episode. If you look at he it... He did a skit. He did a full skit. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, it makes true. sense. I mean, ultimately, Kyung Hoon was still the king of emo text, but... Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Nick, you got 106 points. And bring you up to a total of 260. So the lead overall, which you have kept from last week, but also the win for this week, which is, again, two in a row you've won. Uh, You've got 10 Garnets, and you have one Gregnet from last time. Nice. Uh, Nick, how are you you going to spend that Gregnet? Maybe. What's my Garnet total? 10. That's my total? That's your total. Okay. Uh okay. Yes. Uh, I have... Uh, 54 points for this episode, so I, I'm mm-hmm. th- firmly in last place. A 161 total, uh, 16 Garnets, no Gregnets. Uh, no Gregnets, huh? The Garnet Cager is up to 32 Garnets now, and the Bandage Man got 80 points this episode. I see. I see. Gar- okay. Garnet Cager's got a few Garnets. Mm. Honestly, yeah. good for the Cager. Yeah, good for him. Hmm. Alan, are you gonna spend the Gregnet? I'm thinking about it, man. I'm trying to think about something yeah. scummy. What's something Greggy I could do with this Gregnet? I want. I kind of want to get six back into the fray. Is the thing. I don't just want to crush Nixies. I want to bring six with me to the King of <laughs> We just we want to both dance on your grave. That's right. Um, well, I tell you what. Maybe you should save it. Not until necessarily next episode, though if you want to do that, you can. But we do have to do some uh, draft business. Oh, hell yeah. Uh Uh-huh. We no longer have enough players to sustain three teams of three. Therefore, we will be going down to two players each. Obviously, if if your player was already in your team, you have first dibs. However, if you decide to drop someone, someone else may pick them up. Nicholas, you are in the lead. You go first. Your current I mean, team is Jin Ho, Kyung Ran, yeah. Kyung Hoon. I mean, is there any question? Yes, I just asked it. Who will you? There's will you no. Drop? There's no question. Jin Ho's no. You're dropping. Kyung Ran and Kyung Hoon are a ride for life. Absolutely, they're my dream team. Okay, you are dropping Jin Ho. You are keeping Kyung Ran and Kyung Hoon. Mm-hmm. Alan. You are next on the point rankings. Your current team is Jung Moon, Hyun Min, and Dong Min. How has um, Hyun Min's point totals been recently? Uh, solid. Solid. Okay. He's a he's a pretty consistent performer. I ask because I was going to consider offering a trade to Nick Kyungran for uh, Hyun Min. I, I nope. No, and that's not happening. That's nope. a pull. I, I am. These are my top two choices out of the entire cast. You're gonna. You're. They're gonna get eliminated because Dongman's gonna win the season. Okay. Um. <laughs> Just you fucking wait. I'm telling wait, you, he's can, going to win the season. Can we make a overall wager on who's gonna win? 
the whole I'm season. I'm not sure what the stakes are going to be. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, we can. I would like to finish this business first. Okay. Sure. Okay. But, I will keep Dongmin and Hyunmin for now. Okay. That's my team. Good choice. Uh, my, Good choice. My team is currently Jun Seok and Yunsung. I'm dropping Jun Seok. I'm picking up Jin Ho. Not a bad play. Respectable. Yunsung's still a points earner, even if he's not. Like, he was not in this episode. There's always one person. When there's still, like, eight people, it's like he's not in this episode. But I mean, he's still got 19 points. He did okay. Okay. All right. I give it up. He he was he was sweaty and that gets you points. <laughs> <laughs> is that what the kids say? Is that what the oh kids wait, no, that's say? sorry. That was episode five. He got twenty one points this episode. This was episode five. Yes, okay. I was looking at episode oh, okay. two at the time. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, yeah, I'd like to make a wager on who's going to win the entire season. Okay, first of okay. all, what are you wagering? <sighs> For a wager like this, I think wagering points is fine. Um, there will need to be someone to reciprocate. You cannot bet points against the... Mm, I guess you can bet points against the bank. Uh, bandage man, are you cool with that? Ba ba bandage? Oh, my phone. Yeah, he says you can bet against him. That's fine. That's nice. So, thank you, bandage man. Um, but if a player wants to take a take take you up on that, I think that probably supersedes that. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. What What is your bet? <laughs> Who do you think is going to win? As soon as he tell me I can go all in, my fucking the devil gene <laughs> comes out of me. I sprout the wings from the Tekken games, and I'm like, I need to put all my points into something. I'm I'm so bad. I should never gamble. So so hold on. Let's. What happens if our our contestant is eliminated before the end of the game? Then so here's here's what I think should happen. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Nick, mm -hmm. you don't have to participate. I have a bet as to who will win. I uh -huh. think. The points we bet go into escrow, right? They are pulled oh, from us shit, and put into the person into a who wins bank. gets all those points. Right. So once you're eliminated, it's just like okay, you just know you're not going to get it. Um, if we're all wrong, those points are just gone. Oh fuck! But or I or, mean, they're given to the bandage man, right? Well, sure. For betting um, against his his pool. Also, if because of this, I would say that two people could share a pick. They would just split the points. Mm-hmm. That seems that seems like a good idea. Okay. Damn. Who's your uh, pick, Alan? Let me look at the point totals just so I know how many points to bet. Where are my point totals at? Oh, spoilers for episode five. Just bingo, bend it. Bang. So I have two hundred fourteen po total. Yes. <sighs> go big or go home, maybe. Go big or go home. One hundred and fifty points. One hundred fifty points. Wow. Uh, on Going. whom? Dongmin. Okay. Gritting my so teeth because I'm going to lose. You will you will double your points if the if the bet is correct. Correct. Or no, or you will take the entire pot of all right. of our. Okay, so take the entire pot. I am betting okay. I I will match your bet. Because if I don't match your bet then this math gets complicated. <laughs> that Jinho is going to win. Really? They're seeding wow. at six. They keep saying like, "Oh, you were you were season one. You were season one, dude. You're not coming back for the season one. People aren't going to make it." I respect that a lot. Um, Nico, Nico. Um, really? I mean, you guys have sixty-four and eleven points respectively. <laughs> uh -huh. I have two hundred and sixty. Uh, Nick, if you want, you can just uh -huh. sit this one out. 
That might be the smart yeah. play. We've already got the dramatic tension of Alan and I staking our points. You don't need to listen. You don't need to go down with this ship. <laughs> when when Jung Moon wins this whole season, <laughs> you will be fine. And we, and we all leave this episode podcast of what with barrels for clothing. <laughs> <laughs> we all have to buy pizza for the Domino's chefs. <laughs> we have to buy it for them and give it to them. None of us gets to eat it. <laughs> how, uh, ladies and gentlemen? How about how about this? Yes. How about what if I uh I will call your bet. Okay. So stupid. <laughs> and I would like to raise you. Uh-huh. I would like to go all in on Kyung Hoon. I mean Oh my god. This is okay. Here's the thing is you're you're dealing with a poker problem where we're gonna have a side pot. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean what it would mean is if you two agree, our points are now zero. <laughs> and I put 260 into the pot. Alan puts 214. You put 161. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Here's what we would do. We would all put 161 into the main pot. Mm-hmm. And then Alan and Nick would put 53 into a side pot between them. That's mathematically how you would do that. If your your wager is accepted, mm-hmm. which okay, I am I am fine with my part of it with the one sixty one. Alan would also have to be fine with the one sixty one. What about this? Let's put two hundred points in. Six, you will go negative thirty nine. Uh, you can't. I mean, you can't go negative points. Why not? We have you know, you know we have the rest of the season. Okay, two hundred points on everybody's behalf. Alan, are you down with this? I'm fine with this. I'm only it. fine with this because Dongmin is going to win the season, and I have to manifest it by saying it over and over again, folks. I know I'm getting annoying, but that's how magic works. When Kyung Hoon wins, I will. Nope. I will jump for joy. Honestly, when Yun Sung wins, we all fucking die. Cancel the <laughs> podcast. Delete the series. We all Snoopy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is. It is here? in the DM. It is pinned. Bank. It is. It is for real. <laughs> I will <laughs> I just bet on Kyung Hoon. Oh my god. <laughs> this is you're fucking hell. dumbass. You're, He's you're, you're too... next week, dude. <laughs> oh. Imagine uh, uh yeah. I'm I'm happy. I'm Alan. I'm happy with that. I know. Fuck you. <laughs> wow. Good podcast. Very hellish podcast. It's uh it's it's a lot. Um I still get hellish. But here's the thing, Nick. Mm-hmm. You know what happens when you win, right? Uh is it is it pizza? You have to assign homework to us. Oh yeah. Any ideas? Um Define ideas. <laughs> so the thing is, I know uh, over 32 digits of pi. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. What if... No, that can't work. I was just say, what if I have a game where we all try to memorize as many digits of pi as possible, and whoever remembers them the most next podcast wins something? 
But that would require a judge. Yeah. We could just have a judge on the podcast. No, 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 no. Uh, no, I don't have any ideas. I'll have to get back to you. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for this episode of the Garnet Wager, at least for the part that we're recording right now and not for all the other hellish post-production bullshit <laughs> that we're going to have to deal with. Uh, but, uh, Alan, why don't you go yes. first? What about, a, what, what about giving us a plug? Hello, folks. I'm Alan. I'm found on another podcast. It's called Chats, a television podcast. That's C-H-A-T-Z colon, colon a television podcast. Nick, I was getting to it. I'm sorry. Thank you. I know. I appreciate that. So, I get so excited about the colon. So do colonoscopists. Um, Chats of the Television Podcast is a TV podcast. My Metro Man Magellan and I have been hosting for half a decade now. Our latest season is Studio 60 on the Sunset Chats, where we watch the bad Aaron Sorgan show, Studio 60, with Six Detmar, okay. friend of the podcast. It's very funny. You should all listen to it. It's a good time. Good time. It's all right. Wow, you're on it. You're damn. You're, you're a guest. You're a guest. No, in this you're house. an honorary co-host on it. Right. So damn. I'm skeptic. I listen. I'm very critical of my own work. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm Alan. Go ahead. Uh, so if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at six detmar s i x d e t t m a r. Uh, you can also find my work at scanlinemedia.com or Patreon.com/slash/scanlinemedia. And Nick, mm-hmm. it's your turn. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BottleCrow, B-O-T-T-L-E-C-R-O-W. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ceasesgeese. That's S-E-E-S-E-S-G-E-E-S-E. Uh, I do other podcasts. I do uh, Bottle Crow Reborn. I'm on uh, the... Jo- oh, no. Did I try this one before? No. I feel like I tried this no, one this before. This is... This feels It doesn't new. get better, does it? Oh, Oh, sorry. I just I just woke up from a nap. What happened? <laughs> I'm gonna sing along with this one, folks. I'm so excited. I learned the lyrics. One, two, three. Bakami kodomo nanane, yume wa ohote kizu tsuite. Wow, wow. <laughs> oh, hey, it's me, Nick Cease, recording my insert on homework assignment. Now, we've all heard of Cease's geese, but for homework this week, we're going to be watching 1996's Fly Away Home. Amy is only 13 years old when her mother is killed in an auto wreck in New Zealand. She goes to Canada to live with her father, an eccentric inventor whom she barely knows. Amy is miserable in her new life, that is, until she discovers a nest of goose eggs that were abandoned when developers began tearing up a local forest. The eggs hatch, and Amy becomes Mama Goose. The young birds must fly south for the winter, but who will lead them there? With a pair of ultralight airplanes, Amy, her dad, and their friends must find a way to do it. I'll see you next week. Good evening, players. 
The Ruby Raider has returned, here to judge the highs and lows of this week's episode soundtrack. That silly bandage man surely won't mind if I just take a few minutes of your time to regale you with tales of electronica and assorted techno concepts that play in our favorite Korean game show, shall we? Delightful. Let's begin. I recently had the pleasure of watching a full suit dance cover of Extreme Ways, everyone's favorite genius song, which tragically did not appear in this episode. It's been a while, Moby. Nobody cares anymore. The fans are craving a comeback, though. And while early genius episodes definitely leaned more into late 90s and early 2000s electronic music, season four has brought the funk with an assortment of jazz-inspired instrumentals peppered throughout. Idiot Tape, of course, is the three-man boy group responsible for the show's theme song, Melody, and many of its other soundtrack songs. Melody itself is a delightfully chaotic ditty, and we love it here. I'm sure you'll be seeing it on your music show of choice soon, dear listener. As for this episode's soundtrack, much of it felt like bargain bin Austin Powers, if I'm being completely honest. As Dongmin becomes king and insults the dealer, our comedic sting is a simple mouth harp western melody. Could this mean that dealer Byungbun is going to seek his revenge in the coming weeks? Could this be the end of our man Dongmin in a flurry of bullets? Time will tell. And finally, we have to give credit to the wonderful track that concludes this episode, Turnin' by Grizz, featuring Orlando Napier. It has a bit of SNSD, a bit of AOA sprinkled in, and even some modern flourishes, what with the woos and the wahs from my personal favorite group, Blackpink. Truly, listener, you should listen to this song in isolation. It rivals some of the greats of the genre. It shows the power of a good end stinger, and it is good in its own right. This Raider will certainly be adding it to their 2015 throwback playlists, for certain. And with that, my shiny red garnet friends come to me. I'm going to have to spend some of these soon, won't I? Who's to say? For idiot tape, a paltry one garnet. They are in every episode, after all. But for the Western Harp, one more garnet. Now, for the Grizz song that concludes this episode of The Genius, three sweet ruby delights in my pocket, bringing me to a total of nine. Now, I'm nearly on par with that degenerate Nicholas now. And you should keep an eye out for new songs, because just like Mina in Twice's Feel Special Era, I will be back more powerful than before. Ta-ta for now! Receiving incoming transmission. Well, well, well. It seems I may not have anticipated properly your... Greg, acquaintance. Very powerful garnets. But I've finally recovered from your little caramel dancing escapade. And I'm back. I'm back. Now let's get a few things straight here because it seems like you may not understand the situation that you're in, Bandage Man. Let me introduce a few new things to you. Now, where to begin? Let's start with the Garnet Target. Every episode, I'll be guessing a player to get eliminated the next round. If I'm correct, I 
gets 10 garnets. The first player is Jung Moon for obvious reasons. Best of luck. And a new garnet special for me as well. I now receive two garnets. When the players attempt, it is better to get garnets. If they actually succeed, I'll get five. Oh, and six. Sorry. I'm adding a new rule. Beyond the grave. Players will now earn points by referencing any previously eliminated players. Oh, one more thing. It seems like after your little wager, that I have the most points. Not really sure what you do with these points, but anyways, let's have some fun. For my second Garnet Decree, I'll spend six Garnets. All players must now give their praises to the reigning points king from the previous week at the beginning of each episode. Failure to subjugate yourself before the five minute mark will result in loss of garnets, if not your head. I'll be seeing red. Uh, don't worry, there's nothing for me. This already feels like a lot. Uh, take care of yourselves, I guess. <laughs>